0: Good evening and welcome to episode one hundred and four of this week's episode for the week of November seventeenth, twenty seventeen. I am Chris Randazzo filling in for Evan Goldstein, and joining this joining me this week is my lovely wife Karen Randazzo. Hello. And since Evan is away this week, we got some special guests to join us from the Mutant Musings podcast, Jonathan and Patty.
1: Hey
2: Oh, I'm very special, thank you.
0: You certainly are. But before we go any further, here's your weekly reminder that you can email us at mail at com. Just include the words this week's episode in the subject line. You can let us know what you think of our show, what topics you would like us to discuss in the future, or just say hello, because we always want to hear from you, the listener. Uh, So as I mentioned a moment ago, John and Patty here hail from the Mutant Musings podcast. Why don't you give a quick rundown of what that show is all about? Uh, well, we
2: love the X-Men, um, so we decided to get a microphone and, uh, record ourselves talking about it, and this sucker, uh, said he'd put it up on the website, so that's pretty much what that's all about, um. So, no. The Mutant Musings podcast is us uh, talking about the uh, current X-Men titles. We pick a handful out uh, from the previous month. We kind of go over them, review them, make stupid jokes about them. Uh, We talk about some of the classic issues, too. Uh, Currently, we're going through the Dark Phoenix saga. And then we kind of just... bs about whatever's been going on in the news whether it's like with movies the tv shows or comic book related news so yeah it's basically an hour of us talking about what's currently going on with the x-men and a little bit of you know past stuff too
3: and to uh, which x-men i want to have sex with yeah which is which is funny because i'm
2: asexual so well there's lots of x-men to have sex with so i mean really where where do you even start i mean there are so many to choose from so yeah, that's there's what we so do. many to choose from. There are, man. Even the even uh, no more mutants bullshit. No, there's still plenty to choose from.
0: Yeah, Suck seriously, it. they no more mutants. There, there were still mutants. There's, there's still some mutants. Nice try.
3: And listen, somebody's got to repopulate the mutants, right? It's and it's true. gonna,
2: it's gonna be us. <laughs> it's gonna be us. That's our job. <laughs>
0: Well, we're happy to have you on the show this week. Uh, <laughs> since they are our guests, we let them pick uh, which show we're going to watch this week, and uh, they picked surprise: <laughs> The Gifted, <laughs> the new X Men related show on Fox. We went with season one, episode one, Exposed. So let's dive right in. Um, what did you guys think of? Uh, th- what do you guys think of this show, specifically this episode, and why did we go with this one in particular?
2: all right so um i was really kind of nervous when i heard about this show and started seeing news about it because it didn't look like you know too like in the x-men universe like but at the same time like the movies haven't been very good for the most part so i'm kind (laughs) of like all right well legion turned out to be pretty darn good so Legion's great yeah so maybe this will be okay uh, the first episode I thought was very good. We'll probably, I'm assuming we're gonna get more into detail about it, but the first Definitely. episode, the first episode I thought was pretty good. Um, it was a nice little setup, an introduction to this world that, you know, this, this, all this has taken place in. Uh, but the following episodes are, have really like, dive deep into these characters and like what's going on in the world that Gifted takes place in which is supposed to be the real world and it's also supposed to be the world in which like the X-Men movies have taken place in which is kind of interesting and they might actually go somewhere with that but so far I am really really digging this show and I'm loving how they're giving a spotlight to some lesser known mutants it's like we've had enough of like I love me some Hugh Jackman but like huge ass man let the dude take a break for a little while like uh,
3: you i know? think
0: he's pretty much cooked i mean the guy's he's he's old enough to play old man logan at this point so
3: <laughs> hey don't make fun of daddy logan like that <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, that's not a it's not a slight adam i'm i'm rewatching uh the the x-men movies at work right now and uh, um so i'm listening to and i'm i'm watching the first one and i'm like geez this was a long time ago it's, yeah Like, Hugh Jackman was, I think he was fantastic in in Wolverine's role, but I think it's, I don't know, I think it's kind of time to to hang that up and and kind of move on with with something different and not what they're currently moving on with. Because I didn't see Apocalypse because I heard it was pretty bad, and...
3: It was awful,
0: dude. The the movie universe is so muddy right now. It's... it's, X Men have always been my favorite comic book characters, only behind uh, Ninja Turtles. Like it's nice. Ninja Turtles and X Men. That's 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 it for me. And um, I, I grew up on the cartoon. And I was I was just thinking earlier today, actually, that so I, so I I my my opinion on the episode is I I didn't dislike it at all. Um, I wasn't super enthralled by it, um, I, I, mostly because I didn't really care about those two main kids. Like, uh, <laughs> I was more interested in the other group of, like, resistance fighters and whatnot. And, but, like, I don't know, their, their kind of, their, their big name that they were dropping in the first episode was Polaris. I'm like, eh, I'm not really <laughs> a fan of Polaris. and I, I, Whatever. Um, but sure, like, Lorna Dane, let's, let's, let's go with that. And I didn't really recognize any of the rest of them, um. <clears throat> Wasn't the the one guy looked kind of like he was related to Thunderbird? Was that supposed to be Warpath or something? Or? No.
2: So that was actually Thunderbird. Um if oh, if, if the tattoo. Did you mention of the, that in if, your article? Because oh yeah, if you had actually read my article. Oh wait, you were supposed to I before read you read it. <laughs> did you Mr. mention Edgar Edgar that it was in Heath? this show?
0: I totally forgot.
2: This is what you get paid for, my friend. Um, <laughs> yeah. And that's that, why we that, pay
1: him nothing.
0: The <laughs> if that fat 0 dollars that I get.
2: If that bird tattoo on his on his arm wasn't a dead giveaway. Yes, that is Thunderbird. Um and but yeah, it's Thunderbird with a more modern look because like and let's be real and I'm not trying to be like un PC about this, but like he's not it, the, his costume in the comic books is probably not going to translate that well on TV on like a modern looking TV show. He's, he's going to look like
0: Nightwolf in Mortal Kombat Three, basically. <laughs> he's just going to be silly.
2: Exactly what he's going to look like. So yeah, um, so yeah, there was Thunderbird. Uh, I appreciated Polaris's look, um, especially in kind of. We might go through a little bit of spoilerage here, but um, that's so fine.
0: Pol- we we were spoilery. Good,
2: good, good. Glad to hear. So, you know, Polaris had the green energy signature when she was using her powers, but her hair only had like a little tint of green. I
1: was bitching yeah. and whining about that.
2: Patty really was upset about that because she loves Polaris. Um, okay, and let me
1: stop for a second. Do it. Because I'm not, I'm like the least informed of the X-Men fans on this podcast. I like them, but I know the <clears> least. Um, Polaris, was she the girl that was getting chased by the cops in the beginning?
2: No, that was Who made blank. the portal? That was Blink. Uh, Polaris oh, okay. was Polaris was the one who got
1: caught and when she tra- got put in jail, right? And she got she put had in the that Magnety
0: powers, case. Okay.
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I just asked because that you guys mentioned her hair, and I remember liking uh, Blink's hair a lot. Oh yeah, I oh, loved yeah. her hair. Oh yeah, I love
3: Blink's look, like they gave her the scar and the green eyes and everything. And in the comics, she's supposed to be white, but like she's always looked like kind of Asian so i'm really glad that they went with like a woman of color for that role i think it's perfect
2: yeah absolutely fit perfectly um yeah but like so polaris the thing is is like she you know is going to get put in prison uh she takes a shower and so she she dyes her hair and you see some of that color come off and her hair is like really effing green um, oh, nice. So they kept with, and it's not like the bright light green, like in the comics, though. Like, again, because I feel like that would kind of look cheesy. Yeah. And uh, it, 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 it's kind of a deeper green than that. And it, it looks really cool. And it worked out really well. Because that's how she was first introduced in the comics. She didn't have green hair. And then all of a sudden, she washes her hair. And, oh, hey, why do you have green hair? Oh, well, I'm a mutant. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Um,
0: <laughs> is, that, is that how it went, word for word? Yeah, yeah.
2: That, that is. <laughs> yep. That is. That's Stan Lee's words, not mine. Well, like,
3: okay, <laughs> she was introduced in, like, the 60s, and, okay, at that point, I could have seen, like, the reason for her dyeing her hair, so she didn't look like a freak. But, Bunch like, the one on the gifted, like, she looks punk as fuck. Like, she could totally green rock hair green would hair. would not have stuck
0: out in that world <laughs> at all.
3: <laughs> no, I mean, she looked really hot, and she looks even hotter with green hair. So, I'm like, girl, you gotta own it.
2: yeah. Um, as far as like some of the other, uh, the main cast of, of mutants, I mean, like, so we talked about Blink, Polaris, Thunderbird. So something interesting that they did that a lot of fans are like, kinda, like, really defensive about is so that guy Marcos, the Hispanic guy, uh, with the light powers, he is loosely based off of Sunspot. And really, he's he's, so he's called Eclipse. Now, in the comics, there was an alternate universe X-Men story that took place in Age of X uh, was like the name of the universe and the crossover. And Sunspot called himself Eclipse in that universe. He had more of like a blackish purple hue. So there's so there's this character.
0: I didn't even connect that he was. supposed to be like no. sunspot just didn't even click in my head
2: no and normally like it, it wouldn't have but like it's it's one of those like little kind of obscure facts that like if you didn't know it it's really easy to miss and so mm. you know people on like facebook groups and on the internet are like oh you know he's an alternate version of sunspot and people are like no no he's he's completely original you stop it his, his name is completely <laughs> different and I'm like dude just It's tough being an X-Men fan because we're some of the angriest people you will ever meet. True. Like, <laughs> seriously. <clears throat> and
3: the I thing- really liked
0: how um, he, like, bled light. I thought that was a really cool touch. <laughs> yeah, I,
3: mean, I thought so, when too. When they shot him
0: and the, 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 the wound was all glowy. I thought that was a really, really cool touch. And
3: then he just fucking patches it up with duct tape. Like, what a fucking badass. <laughs>
0: <laughs> My friend Jed used to do that.
2: Well, dude, I mean, you know...
3: Your friend Jed is a dumbass. That's just kind of like... Yes. That's just an analogy
0: for our failing
2: healthcare system. You know what I mean? I mean, this show is nothing if not political, right? Um, But, uh, no, but I I get what you're saying about the family um, just kind of being like, okay, well, whatever. Um, And to be honest, in, like, future episodes, they're developed a bit more, and you kind of get a better feeling for where they're at, but at the same time, I'm kind of like all right we spent about 60 seconds with these four people let's get back to what polaris is doing you know like yeah like that
0: was the thing they weren't it wasn't to me that they were necessarily not interesting it's just that they weren't as interesting as these other characters
3: and the thing that i thought with them when i first saw them that they were going to be like the struckers i thought okay so fenry's they're going to be the fenry's twins Because, you know, it's brother and sister or whatever, and they, like, help each other out with their powers. And I didn't pick this up the first time that I saw the episode, but um, when the parents went to the principal, uh, the kid—what was his name? Andy. Andy. The kid Andy was drawing a wolf in his sketch pad, so I'm like—
2: It's like the Fenris wolf?
3: yeah. So, I don't, I don't know if that was supposed to be, like, an Easter egg or what.
2: No, I'm, I'm certain that it was. So, basically, the Fenris twins are these, like, um, incestuous incestuous neo-Nazi mutant twins who, uh, who basically hunt other mutants for sport. Which is perfect for Fox. <laughs> yeah, which... <laughs> 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 um, <clears throat> so, yeah, and <clears throat> the Fenris twins, uh, in the comics, their last name is Von Strucker. These characters, their last name is Strucker. So is that going to kind of like tie in from the comics into the show? Well, there's a rumor that the actual Fenris twins are going to show up in the final episode of the season. And um, it's going to turn out that the Fenris twins are related to this Strucker family that the show has been kind of focusing on. Uh, which is kind of interesting. So, like, this isn't just a family of, like, mutants that they pulled out of thin air. They're making some sort of a connection to the comics and for the fans. So that's kind of neat, too.
0: Interesting. Now, before we go any further, uh, Karen, we didn't really talk about this at all since we watched it. What were your feelings on the show?
1: Um, well, it's interesting that you mentioned the family. I was just going to say that the reason I think that I didn't connect with them is if you kind of, like, separate out the fact that the kids had powers um, this show could be about any persecuted group and I felt like that made it a little bit more generic like they're running mm. for the border they're like doing dirty backroom deals to get the, <laughs> the guys getting you know his, his family to be safe and you know making a trade with the resistance like that could have been like an immigration issue it could have been like you know the persecuted LGBTQ family like could have been anything and, and so I was like is this really an X Men show? And then somebody would like throw a power out. Of it. Oh, yeah, it is an X Men show. <laughs> so that was kind of the one thing about it that bothered me, and it didn't really super grab me. But I guess it seems like um, that they have taken some care to like, you know, make it cater or put some stuff in there for like bigger X Men fans than I am. So I, those are things I just didn't pick up on, so it didn't grab me as much. Not that I didn't like it.
2: No, I get you. Um, I, uh, I I know that before the show came out, like the the creator was like, "Oh yeah, it's gonna be you know discussing like you know contemporary themes or whatever about discrimination, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera." And it's kind of like, well, you really couldn't have made that more obvious. It's like we didn't kind of weave that theme in there. It's kind of like front and center. They put it right on front street. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, kind of what I was was going to mention before, before I kind of sidetracked everything, is I was thinking earlier today, one of the things that I was kind of... I think the reason this show didn't click with me immediately was because I I went in a a tad jaded, and it's Mm. because I don't understand why somebody doesn't just make an X-Men show. Like, we haven't had an X-Men TV show of just, like, here's the X-Men, the characters (laughs) you know as... (laughs) The characters you grew up with, as they were, and now go. We haven't had that since the 90s cartoon. You know, you had X-Men Evolution, which was, the twist was, there's always some kind of gimmick. Like, oh, well, they're, they're kids, and they're we've changed the ages and, like, Wolverine's old and Cyclops is a teenager and, like, so that's different. And then you had Wolverine and the X-Men and it's like, okay, well, now Wolverine's leading the X-Men, not Cyclops. Blah, blah, blah. And, you know, Legion is cool, but it's like, that's not the X-Men. You know, you mm-hmm. have the X-Men movies which are...
3: <clears throat> not the X-Men.
0: So, not the X-Men. Like, <laughs> the closest you had was the first two and then it just went so far off the rails. We oh, have yeah. just this insane cast of weird characters from all over the map like why I, I i don't understand why it was like all right we have we have to make an X-Men show but we can't just make it you know the the main characters <laughs> like they don't even really do that in the comics much anymore they're spread over like five or six different books to get like a team of characters that 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 were the characters we loved when we were kids or at least that i loved when i was kids you know like i want you know jean gray and cyclops and storm and wolverine and it just, just kind of those core main characters. Maybe throw one or two weirdos in there. Not Jubilee, but uh, hey, weirdos. Hey, hey. <laughs> dude, racist. Yo, look. Okay, so we had Pride of the X Men first. Then we had the X Men show. a beautiful show. If I got to pick one, like ex- ex- extraneous, like little girl character that's learning to use her mutant powers, I'm going with Kitty Pride over Jubilee anytime. Boo. Anytime. Boo. <laughs> regardless hey, hey. I, I, I don't understand why they won't just make an x men tv show i if I, there's
1: yeah if there's anything the current tv landscape has proven it's that plain old straight up superhero shows work like that's where the cw is getting all its cash right now
0: <laughs> yeah cw is is doing i mean i will argue the quality of the the this current the current seasons a, a bit but overall like They've made a decent Arrow show, a decent Flash show, whatever the hell Legends of Tomorrow is, <laughs> uh, and a pretty decent Supergirl show. Like, I'm not a Supergirl fan, but I dig the show. It's it's interesting to me. And so it's, granted, all those shows drip of the CW, so you kind of have to be into that kind of television, or at least able to, to, to deal with that kind of television, but there's no getting around the fact that those are primetime TV shows that are resonating with a huge audience, and... The X Men don't need another gimmick. They're some of the most interesting characters in all of fiction, as far as I'm concerned. Like, Being they an X Men like,
1: is a gimmick, exactly. Like they that's have the gimmick a
0: built in. I don't understand why somebody doesn't just make an X Men show, and well, it, not even necessarily an animated one. Like you can do this shit, shit in live action now. Like sure, you can change the Sentinels to a Sentinel program or whatever i thought that was kind of neat because you know what giant purple robots may not work too well in live action especially on a tv show budget but there's so much that can be done with this universe in a an attempt to make it live action and the x-men are so they're such a team that you can have such a large number of people on a team and if you're doing a tv show that gives you more of an opportunity than say with a movie or a series of movies to deal with like I've got eight main characters, how do I fit all of them reasonably and give them enough screen time in a single movie, as opposed to, this is an ongoing TV show, so different characters can have the spotlight different weeks and do the storytelling that way. The X-Men are so well set up for a TV situation, it boggles my mind that somebody won't just go ahead and make a damn X-Men show. Like, nothing against this this idea of the gift that is neat, but... I would rather have that as, like, something else on the side than we have Legion and we have The Gifted and we have whatever the hell the X-Men movies are. Where's just the (laughs) X-Men? Can I just get the X-Men? Rant over.
3: Uh, Okay, so uh, something that I thought of when you were saying all that was... uh Um, Then they would have to, like, recast everybody. I know that DC did that, too. Like, they have different actors playing in the movies and the shows. But if they ever want to, like, tie them together and incorporate them somehow, either put some of the actors from the movies in the show or vice versa, like, it's going to be weird if there's, you know, like three different Wolverines or whatever. and There like, already
2: are three different Wolverines. Yeah, okay,
3: but not in real life. And, <laughs> like, I feel like if they tried replacing Hugh Jackman with, like, anybody else as, like, a, you know, a 616, like, Wolverine, then people are going to fucking riot and be like, I'm not watching this. this is not But fucking they didn't Hugh lose James McAvoy.
0: Like... You want to talk about a perfect casting. People were talking about Patrick Stewart for Professor Xavier since I was a kid. Since Star Trek: The Next Generation was yes. on TV, Patrick Stewart's yeah, got to be Professor X. Then when they came time yep. to do First Class, they threw, threw James McAvoy in there and the shitstorm was minimal to say the least. That's James true. McAvoy did fine. They even recast, Ian McKellen they re- had to recast as a young Magneto and that worked. I mean, I don't think there's anything to be I don't think if they recast Wolverine for a TV show, especially since there is what Marvel does is so incredibly unique, and even within the the universe of live action DC stuff, if they really wanted to, you can just call it a different dimension because they are, they already do the multiverse in the DC and the DC and or whatever the heck you want to call it like the flash introduced the multiverse in like season two and so they jump in and out of reality so sure the stupid new justice league movie could very well exist just fine within the confines of of the the tv show if they really wanted to do something like that but i don't think they have to like if they're gonna keep doing the movies let them keep doing the movies i don't mind them being separated. it didn't bother me when there was batman the animated series and the batman live action movies like it's just two different entities, and, and I'm fine with that, and audiences have been fine with that going back as far back as TV can go. I mean, think of how many different Supermans there were and how many different Batmans there were, and some of them coexisted at the same time. It's it's not that complicated of a process. So while, while I do understand that Marvel's kind of laid this groundwork of, like, well, everything's got to be tied together, it's all got to be one big cohesive cinematic universe— I don't necessarily think that has to be true. I mean, even DC is literally doing it right now with Batman. Like, there are this this whole universe of Gotham is not in any way related to any of the CW verse and any of the Justice League movies. They're just well, not related in the least, and audiences are fine with that. Well, right,
2: but also remember that it's not specifically Marvel. It's also it's it's Fox here, um, and I think Fox is like determined to make one big narrative work even if it kills them and as (laughs) is evidenced by all the bad movies that they keep putting out that they they want trying to tie them together right (laughs) and so now they've got you know they had legion which was Almost completely separate, but not completely, because, like, there's, you know, Professor X, Shadow King, that little tie-in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now we have The Gifted that is set in that same X-Men universe, and you'll find out, if you were to keep watching, you would find out more about why the X-Men aren't around. Um, so now The Gifted is set in that so they can keep pumping out more and more X-Men movies. Because if they don't pump out more and more X-Men movies, the rights are going to go back to Marvel. And they would rather go bankrupt and close than let the rights just revert back to Marvel. Um, but I, I get wish. exactly what you're saying, and I think it would be a really interesting venture for them to make, like, a, an actual X-Men TV show that focuses on some of, like the mainstream X-Men that we all
0: know. Or even, um, like, just the original class plus Professor X. Like, Gene, Scott, Angel, Beast, Iceman, Professor X.
2: Yeah, maybe set in the modern world, though, like, starting out.
0: Like, first class... Well, no, first class actually set up the way back then. But yeah, yeah, do that... In, like, a modern setting, and that would be wonderful. Really, would- I, I want to see Cyclops back. <laughs> <laughs> I want to <laughs> see a good live-action Cyclops, for crying out Listen,
2: nobody misses Cyclops more than me, and he's, you know, dead in the comic books, and I'm still... And dead to me. I'm still... I still have my shrine to him. Um, I miss the guy. I, I understand. They didn't really give him a fair shot in the movies, and I'm not a huge fan of this new one, but you, like you said, you didn't see X-Men Apocalypse. You didn't really miss a whole much. Quicksilver was the star of that movie. He had like, you know, 20 seconds, and then, you know, and that I've was... i that
0: 20 seconds. It's really neat, but they it was. did that in the last movie, too.
2: Yeah, I know. I know. So it was basically Quicksilver Part 2.
3: And uh, I don't know the name of the guy who played Cyclops in the trilogy... Somebody? James
2: Marston. James Marston.
3: Yeah, okay, so I didn't know the actor's name. I hadn't seen the X-Men movies until, like, uh, we started recording this podcast, actually, and Jonathan's like, we have to watch all the X-Men movies. <laughs> I hadn't seen any of them except for uh, First Class, and uh, so I didn't know that this guy played Cyclops, and I tried explaining the guy to Jonathan, and I'm like, you know, he's the asshole with the heart of gold. And I'm like, oh, he was in such-and-such such movie, and he was like, Cyclops? And I was like, no, but that is also a very good description for Cyclops, an asshole with a heart of gold. Listen. And he's like, no, he is Cyclops. And I'm like, oh. Oh, that's perfect.
2: Listen, <laughs> Cyclops is a fantastic character. Stop calling him an asshole with the heart of gold. He's he's beautiful. But no, J- apparently James Marsden has been in a bunch of like different movies and has played basically the same role in in these different movies. An I, asshole I, with I the heart of gold. Know. I don't I don't I don't go see those kinds of movies. I just <laughs> I just watch my superhero movies. That's all I need. Um.
0: So well, after Brett Ratner's train wreck of X Three, he went and, and had a larger role in uh, the Superman Returns, which was a movie i i didn't mixed, mixed feelings on
2: i didn't even see that one it came on tv once and i saw kevin spacey as lex luther and i was like i should watch this and then i didn't um so i i, I heard that that kind of got
0: like mixed reviews yeah i have mixed feelings about the movie there are things i really like about it and things i don't but you know anyway we're we're going off on a real x-men movie tangent here it's, <laughs> it's, let's 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 bring it back back into the gifted um does, does anyone have? Do we have anything else that we want to say about the show uh, before we t- uh, take a break and move on with this, with uh, this episode?
2: Uh, I just want to say that I think it's great. Um, you know, there was a it was a quick setup to, to kind of the main villain and whatever the, the you know the Sentinel Services in the first episode. But like I said, they really delve a lot more into this stuff in future episodes, and it it ends up being really good. I think it's pretty well paced, and and I'm enjoying it so far.
3: It makes me really anxious and uh, scared. So uh, I don't like it because it makes me anxious. And I'm like, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't like this. I don't like any of this. I don't like, I don't like Strucker's dad. I don't like the sentinel guy. I don't like any of this. And Jonathan's like, it's a show. That's what it's supposed to do. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go watch Dr. Phil.
1: (laughs)
0: Karen, so, yeah. what are your final thoughts on this show? <laughs> uh,
1: I guess I'd be interested to check this out a little more and see where it goes. I did think the uh, the actors that played the the kids with powers, for kid actors, were not that bad, which is saying something.
0: So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I can get behind that. I mean, if I didn't have so much else on my you know, uh, on my docket in front of me as far as TV to watch, I would probably be a little more interested in this. I wish I could say for certain that I will I will find the time to watch this, but I, realistically, I, I know I won't.
1: We don't have time for the shows we watch now. Exactly. <laughs> We're
0: already like two to three shows is- behind on almost everything. So. We're in and the Punisher same boat. Punisher comes um, out on Friday. Punisher comes out,
2: and like <laughs> you know, we're still trying to we we try to catch up with uh with the gifted. Punisher is going to be coming out. We have not even started uh season two of Stranger Things. Uh, That's what put us or, behind
0: on everything. Was was we stopped everything for Stranger Things?
2: Yeah. Um. And uh, the current season of The Walking Dead, which I've kind of fallen out of love with, but I still want to watch. We haven't even started the latest season. There's there's a lot a lot going on.
0: Yeah, no, we gave up on Walking Dead. I I don't blame you. I was I, I that that show was very insulting with the the all the the fake outs and The Glenn? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, the the everything was just like it was always just dangling this carrot in front of you. Like, did he die? Did he find <laughs> out next week on The Walking Dead? It was just so it just got so cheap. And no, the it's show more didn't like used to be check cheap. out
3: in six months.
0: Yeah, right? Yeah. And I just I just fell out of it and you know, I, I watched the whole Glenn thing because I remember when that happened in the comic books very very distinctly I remember that and being pretty blown away by it and then when they did it on the show and they killed Abraham and I was like meh (laughs) and they went and killed Glenn anyway it's like oh come on (laughs) oh come on like really you did all this just so that he could die here screw you show screw you and everything about you
1: yeah Yeah, uh, as I keep saying peak TV is going to be the death of us all so if that's going to be the case (laughs) I'm not going to waste my time on walking dead
0: if that's what it's going to do to me Exactly. mundo. All right, guys, uh, we are going to take ourselves a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about a few things that have been going on in the news. You are listening to this week's episode here on Geekade.com. We'll be right back after these messages. GeekAid's Gabby Robbins continues her reread of her favorite books from her childhood with a series that hooked her like Harry Potter before Harry Potter was a thing. In fact, this series is similar to Harry Potter in more ways than just magic. But does it hold up as well as she remembers? Find out in Revisiting the Circle of Magic series, located in the think tank.
1: Hey guys, you remember Dean?
0: No, who's Dean?
1: You know, that guy who used to be on the Stone Age Gamer podcast. What podcast? Mm. <laughs> well, he's got himself another video game-related podcast right here on the Geek Aid, and guess what?
0: What? What? Tell me!
1: there's a new episode this very week what's he talking about the new bubsy game of course how much does he love it who the heck is glenn tune into <laughs> vest and friends episode 21 i'm looking at bubsy memes to find out
2: for your ninth visit to the nonstop comic shop Prepare your ear holes for Jordan's vocal stylings as he kicks off the latest episode with a Thor-themed parody of everyone's second favorite Steve Miller Band classic. Then, if you survive that, you'll be treated to a thorough look back at Thor 184 through 186, a story arc they call so lazy and boring that it's actually vividly memorable. And, you know, a review of Thor Ragnarok. Don't miss Nonstop Comic Shop Episode 9. Keep rocking me, baby. Bruce Campbell is good at many things. Mm. Wink.
3: He's great with a chainsaw, a pro at delivering one-liners, and that chin that could cut glass. But way before he cemented himself as a B-movie star, he had a sci-fi Western TV show on Fox that featured action, adventure, a mysterious orb, a talking horse, and all sorts of other exciting things, not the least of which was a dashing young Bruce Campbell. Mm. In her latest entry of her Before Their Time series, Trish Reyes shines the spotlight on the best bounty hunter in the West with an in-depth look at this all-time TV classic. Don't miss Before Their Time, colon, The Adventures of Briscoe County, Jr.
0: (laughs) That is a very important colon.
2: It's Bruce Campbell's colon.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Darn tootin'. (laughs) Colon. Uh, You can catch all this great stuff Plus tons of other articles, videos, podcasts And more right now at geekade.com Hey Chris Hey Evan, I mean Karen
1: (laughs) I know it's so easy to get the two of us confused uh, But since he's not here I thought I'd ask uh, What's going on on Dragon Ball Super?
0: Well, I think you're about to find out, because it is time for the Dragon Ball Super 60 Second Summary, starting right now! Okay, so Goku is still fighting those other two Saiyans from the other universe, Kale and Caulifla, who have fused together with the stupid Potara earrings, and of course, we're in the tournament of power here, and there should be no items allowed, but as you would expect, the king of uh, everything basically looks in and says, oh, that's cool, it's now allowed. So all the other gods start throwing their Potara into the ring, and they're just like, yo, you guys fuse together, but none of it works, and... Two of them actually break their earrings, and it's all its all very funny. So, Goku basically accomplishes what I figured he was out to accomplish in this fight since the get-go, because this fight's now been going on for, I think, four episodes with him against these two girls. And it was basically just all about getting Goku back to that um, uh, crazy instinct thing. Man, I can't remember what it was called, where his hair goes gray and his eye goes, eyes go gray. Well, Whatever. Uh, basically he went all super saiyan blue against the fused them and he essentially lost which pushed him back over into ultra instinct that was it and then of course the episode ends right in time for him to stand there looking at them in ultra instinct mode so find out next week to see what happens there you go 60 seconds episode summarized boom damn and that should really tell you
2: something about the quality of dragon ball z storytelling if you can tell that entire thing in 60 seconds and what
3: was this about goku being against two girls two girls one goku
0: Yes, two girls, one Goku. Nice. Okay, and we are back. Uh, Thank you for listening to our commercials and the Dragon Ball Super 60 Second Summary, where I try not to waste any more of one minute of your time. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, let's talk about some things that happened in the news. Our first story comes from Metro.co.uk. First look at the Doctor's new costume as Jodie Whittaker prepares to take over in the TARDIS. Um, well, w- I, let's let's start with Karen. Tell me <laughs> I, your thoughts on this outfit.
1: <laughs> I have thoughts. Uh, thought number 1. Any fan people, boys or girls, who hate this outfit, get in line. Shut up. Just get in line to shut up. <laughs> Just go down the line and as you get to your turn, you can shut up. Um, this is a great outfit. Uh, I think it's perfect. Um, it is uh, they were in a tough spot with casting the first female Doctor what to put her in. If they put her in something too masculine they, or or too feminine, either way, you're kind of screwed. Um, so this is kind of just, like, gender-neutral, nonsensical, whimsical. Um, I love it. Um, people have been calling it, like, uh, Doctor Who... Meets Mork from Ork, which is great because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dude, the doctor definitely has some of that Robin Williamsy quality in inside. Um, and I, people have the main complaint I've seen is like it just looks ridiculous, and to which I say I put a thread on Twitter about this last week. Uh, look at just about every other doctor's outfit really mm-hmm. i give you nine and ten or snappy dressers but other than that every single goddamn one of them looks completely ridiculous and that's the point it's the doctor it's from another planet they don't care about earth fashion sense they don't care about gender at all so that's the thing if they went masculine or feminine with the costume for the female doctor it would have kind of negated um capaldi's line in the last season where he was talking to bill about how he could be a man or a woman and uh he said something about humans petty obsession with gender so if he then turned out to be a woman and decided oh well i'm a woman i better wear dress now or oh i'm a woman i better but you know i still want to hold on to that masculine look like that would be conforming to the human petty obsession with gender so this is exactly what it should be and i'm thrilled and the other thing is that she's can change or you know do whatever she wants the doctor doesn't have to stay in the same thing all the time and it isn't because she's a woman now that she can change her clothes all the time the doctors have traditionally had more than one outfit in their in their run in the tardis the other thing i've noticed just now is that in the background shot you will see the 13th doctor's tardis the thing and is
0: black, right? Yeah, the I panel on, on the outside
1: of the TARDIS is black, which is interesting to me. I, if that is explained in the story, I will accept it. Um, both panels, the, the one on the top and on the, on the d- next to the door, are black. That's very interesting. That's more interesting to me than the actual clothing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what I didn't notice until just now is the neat little rainbow stripe on the inside of her coat. I didn't notice that, like, around where the zipper would be or mm-hmm. maybe is. I didn't notice that before. But, yeah, I'm, I'm completely with you on this. This look is – I mean, the doctor is ridiculous. <laughs> it's just kind of that character's – the definition of that character is, is that he, she is ridiculous. And I think this, this works perfectly. And there was, like, kind of a – the, the first pictures of her in the coat, like, all zipped up and whatnot were, all right, that's very, very plain. And I wonder if that's going to be your actual look. I never imagined that when you unzipped it, she would look like some insane toddler. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that's not the same coat, and I'm not even that's, yeah, convinced not the, same coat, yeah. the video that they that where that outfit from the top picture um, originated. I'm not even sure that's canon, because
0: <laughs> yeah, it could just you be know some that was literally thing, yeah. just
1: a reveal to you know show you who the actor was going to be, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that 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 coat, that gray coat and black hoodie thing. I think that's meant to be 12's coat and hoodie. Yeah, combo? maybe that's
0: what Capaldi dies in. Uh, maybe that's what she regenerates into, and then this is what she changes into when she yeah. decides to change that, clothes.
1: That would make sense, especially given the story we had a couple of weeks ago, where Capaldi found out that it was going to be a woman when they ordered a a, a pair of his doctor's pants in a size that would fit a woman Uh so you know because that's the other thing is that the new doctor has to start out in
0: the old doctor's clothes unless he dies naked
2: well (laughs) that would be interesting yeah then we'd start watching i bet yeah (laughs) that's what it would take to
0: get you into doctor who is the doctor dies naked
3: listen i gave it i gave it the good old college try but uh i just I don't like sci-fi, but I would rock this outfit. I would rock the shit out of this outfit.
2: No, and this lady oh, this this lady is good looking.
1: Yeah, she cute.
2: She 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 cute.
1: Yeah, and this outfit's gonna get cosplayed the hell out of.
0: Yeah, it is. Like
1: <laughs> too easy to reproduce. Love it. Nice.
0: Yeah, I mean I've been saying for a while I think this show is is in dire need of a fresh uh just a whole fresh look everything i mean i'm so very happy that moffeting moffet is moffeting along and somebody else is taking over so i'm uh I, I think this is about as as good as i i really think this is about as good as anyone could have hoped for here i'm i'm very excited to see where this show goes all right, moving on to the next uh, story we've got from SlashFilm.com. This is uh, no more new Marvel Netflix shows. They're jumping to Disney oh, streaming service. We, we knew this was coming, or at least we feared it was coming, yep. and, well, there it is. <laughs> and uh, it's going to be cheaper, apparently. The Disney streaming service is going to be cheaper than Netflix. Yeah, they're going to be undercutting them uh to the best of their ability. So yeah. Well, I mean they That's better Disney. be
1: like Netflix has content from all different producers and Disney the Disney streaming will just have content from Disney. <laughs> I wouldn't pay the same price for the two.
0: That's very true. I mean, we don't use it to watch I mean, heck, the the, the Netflix stuff – like, there's a couple of Disney things on Netflix now, and really we watch the Marvel stuff. Um, mm-hmm. the, their Star Wars stuff isn't on Netflix right now. I mean, the uh, I think the Clone Wars is, but you know, I can't catch Rebels on there. That's what I want to watch. So, I mean, I'm interested in this new Disney streaming service so that I can catch up on Star Wars Rebels, but, I mean, we don't rent the movies from there. Star Wars <laughs> comes out on video. I freaking buy it, and <laughs> – uh, same with the Marvel movies. If I'm going to watch them again, I'll either rent them from iTunes once, or I don't know, whatever.
2: Well, I think that this—I I don't know if Disney's going to go this route, but I think this might leave them open to try to explore some new markets. You know what I mean? Like, again, it's Disney, so I, I, I don't know like how wide they want to cast their net. But when I when you look at it, like, you know, Netflix got to a point where they, you know, started taking in anime too and started like running a lot mm-hmm. of animates. So it's kind of appeal to that market so is disney going to be open. to
0: funding some of their own haven't they
3: yeah
2: yeah okay so is disney going to go that route eventually i i I don't know but you know i mean disney's evil and they're just trying to rule the world so i hope not
3: no i i agree i think it's like uh you know that idea of like too big to fail type of thing this like Mm -hmm. really uh it just really scares me Because, uh, you know, I'm an accounting major and, you know, they have to, like, go through. And they tried uh, to acquire Fox. And there are, like, you know, laws against companies getting too big and acquiring too many other companies and stuff like that. And I just have been fearing this with Disney since basically they got Marvel and then they got Star Wars. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah.
2: oh we're all gonna die and Disney's gonna be the death of all of us they can get away with whatever they want They're just like hey hey guys look look at that mouse over there whoop stealing your business um, so
0: my only my only counter to that is that they've been hitting us with some quality shit and oh, look, yeah. I don't love the idea of them being being the monopoly i I don't love the idea of them being as huge as they are and it does make me a bit nervous but at the same time they fixed Star Wars. Oh Which yeah was dude. absolutely broken before <laughs> them it was completely and totally busted that's, and they fixed it
2: that's a whole nother endless conversation like we'll we'll be here all night but i, I absolutely agree with you first about Star Wars um Absolutely. And also there was the fear that once Disney acquired Marvel that they were going to run it into the ground and that we were going to see all these team-ups of like Disney characters like with Spider-Man and like mm-hmm. that hasn't exactly come to pass. So, no. I guess far from like a content point of view, which you know, as a consumer like that's what's important, like they haven't been really doing wrong. It's just as a giant corporation with this
0: big evil cartoon rat,
2: like it's it's a little scary. It is, it's it a is scary. definitely a little scary.
0: I wish they uh, really my my biggest complaint with Disney is they haven't made Tron three. <laughs> make it happen before <laughs> Jeff Bridges is too old to do it. You got to make it happen. Come on.
3: And the thing is that uh, they actually um, like basically made a law for Mickey Mouse that he wouldn't go into the public domain. The
0: public domain. I remember that.
3: Yeah, it's called like the Mickey Mouse clause. I mean, not like technically, but that's what you know everybody calls it. Huh.
0: And I mean that's that's such a fascinating story because like yeah I mean Mickey Mouse should go into public domain once he reaches a hundred years old but he's like the company is still relevant so like I yeah. see the point of, of of I see both sides of that like it, it's really it's really an interesting thing to look at because it's genuinely like who when i guess when they they thought up these laws really who thought that something was going to stick around and be consistently relevant for a 100 solid years but um that that's the case with with mickey and it's 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 fascinating that i don't think it would necessarily have been fair to make mickey public domain after he reaches a 100 years old but then again that's the rule you know, it's, its 100 years old everyone else should be able to use him now so i, I don't know it's, it's 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 a really interesting thing to think about
3: it's also because um so many of disney's movies and stuff are based off of things that they've taken from the public domain so it's kind <laughs> of like you know like hey we're going to use all of this stuff and not pay anybody for it but that's our fucking mouse and you can't touch him and if you like <laughs> try to draw something that looks like mickey mouse ears we're going to sue the shit out of you
0: yeah they are uh they are pretty brutally relentless with uh with that kind of stuff look up the history of Uniracers for super nintendo good times nice. okay all right so so <laughs> <laughs> moving on to uh our next story here now this is a uh, so so this is something that we the next couple of stories are, are kind of tied to here as um Th- this basic th- thing that has been going on all over uh, the entertainment industry right now is lots and lots of accusations about um, sexual misconduct and sexual assault, and it's been pretty gross and, and, and pretty difficult to look at. But um, So the first one we're going to talk about is uh, from The Blast, and uh, according to this article, Kevin Spacey can't actually legally be ousted from House of Cards because of the allegations – because there is no morality clause in his contract. Mm. Neat.
2: <laughs> um, there's n-
0: Can they no just
1: mo- get rid of him because he's a piece of
2: shit? There's yeah. no, there's no morality yeah. clause in Kevin Spacey either. Apparently. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, zing! Um, no, but but here's that the was thing. So
0: obvious, I should have seen it coming. But it comes oh, well man. done. Well done. That,
2: that's how I get you. Um, yeah, but here's, here's the thing, though. Like, are they contractually obliged to? continue making the show do they have to continue making it or could they just be like well we're gonna take a 50-year hiatus kevin and then you know he's he's dead and then they're like whoops well we can't do this anymore
0: time to recast
2: him (laughs) yeah right with uh kevin james right
3: yes
0: (laughs) god the horror the absolute horror (laughs) <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think this is a card that, any, no pun intended, I don't think this is a card that anyone should be playing here. I think that the right decision has been made. Right. Um, granted, I haven't followed the Kevin Spacey thing 100%. I don't know if he's admitted to it or if it's just the allegations. Um, well, it's sort of like the Louis C.K.
1: thing where it was like, it was a sort of apology wrapped in a oh, that's coming right. out. He did.
0: He said he was sorry and then he tried to yeah look over here with the whole coming tried to wrap right.
1: himself in the gay community and the right. gay community said Fuck we don't off. know you <laughs>
0: <laughs> pretty much
3: you can't sit yeah, the, with us <laughs> she doesn't even go here
0: like, we can be assholes too <laughs> you being gay doesn't make you okay all right, so let's see. Uh, in a related situation, we have, uh, from coming to us from Deadline.com, six companies won't advertise on Hannity after the Roy, Roy Moore interview.
1: Good.
2: I'm, I bought five Keurigs this morning.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting Ready Whip on everything. <laughs> <laughs>
3: like, I don't understand. There, I Googled this, actually, before because um, – I didn't see, like, verbatim, like, what he actually said. I just saw, like, oh, he came out now to apologize, defending him or whatever. But I wanted to see, like, what he said about Roy Moore. Uh, but when I Googled Hannity Roy Moore, uh all I got was, uh like, Republicans calling for boycott of Keurig. And I'm like, what? You're going to boycott yep. Keurig for boycotting <laughs> Hannity for defending... Child molestation.
0: (laughs) And, like, I I don't even think that was really... Like, I don't think boycotting is the right word here. It's just that these companies don't want to advertise on this show because this situation is volatile. Because I believe that, unlike uh, what we talked about, Louis C.K. and uh, Kevin Spacey, who have admitted their wrongdoings, I'm pretty sure Roy Moore is, like, not flat-out denying it, but not exactly admitting it either. (laughs) And...
1: It's more like, a, if I did it, it's okay, because well, it's okay to do that kind of thing.
0: According to the Bible, <laughs> Jesus and Mary.
2: Yeah, well, there was that, that but, was, like,
0: oof, oof, oof.
2: somebody somebody new just came forward, and he's still, like, denying it. And more people are saying, like, who knew him at the time, and you know, knew that he kind of creeped around the mall and looked at, like, young girls. They're talking about that, and he's he's denying all that, too, so... I, I don't know. The guy's still still running, you know, for Senate. Mm-hmm. People still seem to want to vote for him, and Hannity wants to defend him. So this is what happens, man.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm I'm with the people on Twitter who are saying things like when uh, when Dick Sporting Goods uh, pulled their sponsorship or their advertising today. People on Twitter were saying, "Okay, get get out there and smash your own dick with a hammer to protest." <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, oh, man.
0: <laughs> Dick's pulled out. <laughs> it, was oh. it was a car company that pulled out and was like, all right, all right, everybody, go crash go your cars. Go crash your cars. <laughs> Drive them into a wall.
3: <laughs> and uh, the thing that's really upsetting is uh, when I came home today, my mom is a conservative and you know she listens to all this like talk radio and stuff like that. And I was going to the kitchen where she was sitting and listening to this to get water or something. And I am not sure who the personality she was listening to at the time, but was saying that, uh, the me too thing was basically just like, uh, girls who are like out to look for attention and wanted to feel like important or something. And I'm like, mom, are you fucking kidding me right now? I got so mad that they're like, I don't listen to that side of it. But that makes me, like, so mad as somebody who, you know, bad shit has happened to in the past. And it makes me really angry that people can defend that or say, like, oh, well, there's no evidence.
0: And that's kind of part of the most – I think that's part of the most terrifying thing about this is that, you know, what if if some of it was false allegations? Because if there's anything this situation – shows us is that people are capable of doing horrible things Mm. to make themselves feel better now i i I don't want to say that this is like oh i'm not i'm I'm standing up for roy moore i'm definitely not but (laughs) it's not outside of the realm of possibility to think that there are some people out there who want some sort of attention and they'll jump on a bandwagon of somebody who's already been accused or accuse somebody completely baselessly just to get attention because look at half of reality television look at the lineup on bravo do you really think the people on these shows wouldn't do something like that and then somebody and then if it turns out that it's not true this other person will always have that mark on them for the rest of their lives and i think that's absolutely terrifying because well, donald when trump
3: th- Donald Trump was elected president
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that's the most terrifying thing of all yeah. <laughs> but we're looking at a situation where it has now become uh, there's so many victims that are being empowered right now to come out about their stories, and I think that is phenomenal. I think it's also terrifying because it just kind of now we're shining a spotlight on just how deep this rabbit hole of awfulness goes. But at the same time like You have to at least think about The possibility that if somebody takes Advantage of this the wrong way It could ruin somebody else's life For no reason And that it's terrifying to me it, This whole thing is absolutely Terrifying because this is one of those things That you have to take somebody's Word on yeah. Like If somebody was uh, sexually assaulted 10 years ago There's probably not going to be any sort of physical Evidence on that and then you've got to take people's word for it and that's frightening because it's very reasonable to think that for the majority of these cases the monsters that were in the position of power probably took advantage of of these women because that shit happens all the time but you've also got i i at least when i read these stories there's always that niggling thing in the back of my head holy crap, what if these people who are accusing these people are just as awful as the people that they're accusing and they're villainous too? It's frightening to me on on every conceivable level.
1: Well, if it makes you feel any better, as an example, what makes me feel better, even though I can acknowledge that it could be a possibility, is that, for example... Uh, Weinstein is being investigated by every cop on the planet at this point and they're all saying oh yeah he's guilty and we can prove it so like <laughs> as much as you're saying like there could be no evidence and you're perfectly right there's also plenty of possibility that there's plenty of evidence at least a, at least against the, uh, the worst offenders
2: I also um, the- like to believe that <clears throat> um, if there are accusers who are doing so falsely that it won't completely tarnish someone else's reputation I mean I don't know how often it's it's happened like with celebrities because I don't pay as much attention but I've read you know stories of um, it on college campuses now obviously a lot of nasty terrible things they, they do happen on college campuses but there have been a couple of instances where the accuser was lying. Um, and they got in their own share of trouble. And the, the guys who, were, who stood accused were innocent. And, you know, I mean, their reputations were, you know, they went through a terrible time. And that's unfortunate. But, um, you know, they were able to kind of walk away from it afterwards um, and be okay. Um, that's the kind of stuff that, that I hope for, you know, that the accuser ends up getting caught. And they're the ones who are taking all the heat and all the shit for it um and those who were falsely accused kind of just you know are seen are like
0: stronger because of it cuz if somebody's falsely accusing somebody you're you're then taking credibility away from people who have actually actually gone exactly this. Right. and yep. that is so that makes them terrible.
1: at least as big a piece of shit oh, as yeah. anyone a- who has exactly. perpetrated yep. any of these acts yep
0: so moving on, uh, similarly here we've got from the State Journal, Jeremy Piven rebuts harassment claims, says we're entering dark times, and I believe this is basically just just getting to the point that I was just talking about. So, so Jeremy Piven is has been, uh, you know, accused, and he says that it didn't happen. So, um, where, where, where does it go from here? <laughs> I'm actually asking. Where
2: does it <laughs> uh I don't know, you know Jeremy Piven, I've kind of, you know, heard stories about the guy that he's really not such a nice guy. I'm not going to say that uh that just because he he could be a dipshit that, you know, he sexually harassed or abused anybody, but um Jeremy Piven isn't really, like, the guy that I want to hear the opposing side of this from, but I do get his point. Um, and we just kind of talked about it. So, Who is this guy? He's an actor.
3: Oh, okay. Named
2: Jeremy Piven. No, yeah. i <laughs> Yeah,
0: why do I know Jeremy Piven? What has he been in that i that I He's I've been
2: seen? in, uh, off the top of my the head. I don't name, but... I mean, you could look it up, but he's definitely been in movies and shows and stuff that you've seen. He was in Entourage. Not that I ever watched it, but that
1: was a big thing
0: he was in. Hmm
1: he was the best friend in um oh gross point blank mm.
0: i haven't seen that in a while
1: um well anyway yeah um I, as far as i'm concerned jeremy piven can get at the back of the line of people who can <laughs> shut up about the doctor's new costume <laughs> <laughs> and when it gets to be his turn he can shut up too
0: <laughs> fair enough all right let's move on to some fun things cuz that whole situation is awful so um, we we got a trailer for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season five. Uh, do, do you guys, Jonathan Pag, do you watch the show at all?
2: Nope. Nope. Never seen an episode. Uh, as an X-Men fan,
3: S.H.I.E.L.D. is kind of like, uh, <laughs> uh, how do I say, like, Blue Lives Matter type of thing? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? They're kind of like the bad guys. They're like yes, the Gestapo. Yes, like,
0: they, they, they kind of are in the world of the comics, aren't they?
3: Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't like shields.
2: I will, s- I will say this though. Um, I did watch the trailer uh, a little, a little earlier. Um, and it, this is probably going to be nothing anyway. But there was like an alien-looking thing that pop through a wall and mm-hmm, when it turned yeah. and started coming at the camera it looked a little bit like the alien race the brood i don't know how i was from... thinking
0: the same thing okay it does look kind of brutish.
2: there you go um so again it was very dim it was very quick it was like at 13.15 seconds or something in the trailer um and it was kind of tough to see and, and i highly doubt it's actually the brood but it looked a little similar to the brood
3: I didn't watch the trailer. Like I said, I have no interest in this show because they're the bad guys.
1: They're like it's, the, so, the police. So,
2: hey, Chris and Karen, what did you guys think of the trailer? <laughs> well,
1: it's it's interesting to me that that's how you feel about this uh, this set of characters coming from the X-Men fan perspective. Because on this show, uh, they're actually mutant friendly, well, um,
0: inhuman friendly That's totally different Whoa. It's
2: not Whoa. Whoa there young lady That is completely yes, don't different
3: Don't be racist
0: <laughs> Well, did, which, what, to, to kind of bridge the gap Of the conversation here <laughs> They've done Inhumans on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Basically they're mutants yeah. like, okay. They're essentially Telling that story But using Inhumans instead of mutants Because they can't use mutants
1: uh, I apologize for um, <laughs> inadvertently using a, an offensive term without <laughs> n- being completely oblivious to the fact that it was offensive. It's okay. But yeah, they have they have powered um, people with abilities on the shield team, and they're always in search of like. Of more, not only to uh, get them to use their powers for the Shield team, but just to protect them from persecution from other groups. Hmm. Yeah, so, they basically
0: uh, go around trying to stop you know the anti inhuman people, basically the friends of humanity. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> who, who ex- they, there's there's different versions of that floating around, and Shield you know tracks down and protects inhumans who are being persecuted, and sometimes recruits them to join the team. Okay. But, of course, they are Inhumans, so there's weird shit like Terrigen Mist and Crystals and whatnot floating around in there. But uh, And I don't know how if at all I – I know it must relate to that Inhumans TV show, which was – I didn't watch. Same. <laughs> the we didn't watch it. We did. God, every time I look at it, it looks so bad, Ridiculous. But, it's just ridiculous. Ridiculous. This show it surprised me so much because you know we watched the beginning of it because we were super big into the MCU at the time and it was you know Joss Whedon related and it seemed like it was going to be a good time and it was such a generic action show and and not really very good with like only a couple of vaguely interesting characters and then like halfway through season one they do this ninety degree turn with um, the Captain America the Winter Soldier and half of the half of the show is like oh S.H.I.E.L.D.'s actually been Hydra this whole time and like figuring out who's good and who's bad and it just the show consistently has been really good since um, just this last season they did a whole weird thing with life model decoys and nice. it was really really fascinating stuff and then at the end of the last season Coulson wakes up in space and we're like I'm sorry What? <laughs> So I'm really excited to find out what the hell happened.
1: Yeah, I totally forgot about the space thing, and I'm pretty psyched about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, because like they did all this great stuff with Ghost Rider. They did the Robbie Reyes Ghost Rider, and they did him wonderfully on the show. Uh, and then like I don't even remember exactly how it ended because they did this whole weird thing where they were stuck like basically in the Matrix um, because this LMD was trying to like take over the world basically by making the Matrix. And so, like, they were stuck in there for a while, and they got out, and they beat the LMD, and then, like, something happened, and then, like, they were in space, and that was just, that was the season cliffhanger, and <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> so, I don't know if they're bringing sword into this. Ooh, um, that'd be interesting. I mean, I figure shield in space is basically sword, sword. right? Yeah. yeah. So, that would be really interesting. Um What's that green-haired lady's name? Abigail Ab- Brands. Abigail, Abigail Brand. Brand.
2: They could bring in... Like, well, no, they couldn't technically bring in Lockheed, I don't think. But, no, uh, I don't think so. That's probably that,
0: tied up in Fox.
2: Yeah, that'd be interesting, though. And and listen, it's, just, it's one of those things, like... Again, there's been just so many things to watch and so many things to do for five seasons now, I guess, that we just never got around to it. It's not that it doesn't look completely interesting, but, like, I will say this. I love Phil Coulson as a character. I love Clark Gregg as Phil Coulson from the like the Avengers movies. Like mm-hmm. a show featuring him, I'm sure is fantastic. Um, and the whole Ghost Rider season looked interesting too. I I had read I think though that like the budget was just too much for them to keep doing that and the effects for that. But I don't know. That looks kind of effects were
0: really like shockingly good for for the whole Ghost Rider bit. Mm. But did admittedly, go away for a chunk of the season, yeah.
1: Yeah, they did also not do too much of him, like, on fire and with
0: the skull yeah. and whatnot.
2: Uh, that's what you're really I, there and, for.
0: Yeah, and, and I think they did enough. And, like, when they did it, they did, like, they didn't screw around. Like, they usually, if he was going to go all Ghost rider they usually showed, like, the skin burning off his face and stuff, like, all close up. Like, they knew the budget they had, and they really did a good job of working within that.
2: <laughs> and let's be real, that's why you tune in, to see the skin burning off exactly right guys what
0: we're here for that's what i
3: would watch it
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right let's see we're moving on we talked about this a little bit last week but uh superherohype.com has confirmed that amazon will officially be adapting jrr tolkien's the lord of the rings Uh, yay cool all
2: Um, right i'm in those were movies and then before that they were books
3: I, yeah. I didn't see the books, nor have I read
2: the movies. But they were things.
3: But they were things. And I read The Hobbit, and I saw the first Hobbit, but it was midnight, and I fell asleep. And it was 3D, and I got dizzy.
0: Yeah, so the Hobbit what... movies weren't really good. They Oops. just weren't. Really, all that good?
3: I mean, the book they, is like eighty pages. How are you going to split it up into three movies? Eighty pages, really? No, it's, it's longer than that. Right. But it's
1: like you can <laughs> read it in short. this sitting. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, they they if you watch all three of them, you'd see the you wonder like, what the
1: hell just happened in <laughs> nine hours of your life. <laughs> oh my god! It's like
0: wow, man. This is like Listen. This story has been going on way too long. I, and it's so have... sad because <laughs> the cast is so good. Anytime you get to watch Gandalf. You know, Ian McKellen as Gandalf is wonderful and I don't know uh, Martin Freeman as Bilbo is great but it's like it's really hard to give a crap about the story by the end of it cuz it's like I really don't care if the dwarves get their homeland <laughs> I really just want to see uh Benedict Cumberbatch as a dragon and then you do and that's great and then they get back to all this other crap and I'm like I god damn it here which <laughs> This is this was, this was is why I was here. I wanted to see Benedict Cumberbatch, the dragon. And we got to see Benedict Cumberbatch, the dragon, and it was great. Nice. But then that ended, and there was still and so much more movie. And why are we still here? Movie. <laughs> Way too much movie there. But the original Lord of the Rings movies, I absolutely adore. I think they're phenomenal. And uh, I've never finished reading all the books because I'm not that much of a reader. And Tolkien is dense. But I do know that there's a lot of stuff that happened in those books that didn't happen in the movies, just by nature of movies being this is a self-contained thing. So things some characters did were attributed to other characters, just try to make things, cram them together, smush them up, make them seem a little bit more cohesive for a movie audience. But I think this is a universe that's ripe for storytelling. But if I remember correctly, I don't think it's in this article, but there was something else I read that this is supposed to be a prequel of some sort. Like uh, I, the think that's
1: a poss- I think it's a possibility. I, I think we don't know what it's going to be yet. Just that it's within the Tolkien universe. And not... there's
2: there's going to be rings. Yeah, possibly some, some spoilers rings, Some lords some, over them.
1: Some, some hobbits, some <coughs> dwarves, or Lots of elves, feet. and orcs, and whatnot. Um, the one thing that gives me hope about this is that it's at Amazon, and that is, has lately tended to seem to be a place where creators get to um, do justice to beloved material. So,
0: indeed, the tick was great.
1: Oh, I want and to Good see Omens that. Looks great.
0: <laughs> yeah, we didn't finish the tick yet. Um, that's yet another thing that we really need to actually finish. But I was really, really into it. It's it's so weird and so great. And that guy playing the tick is wonderful.
2: It's uh, that's something that we have to start. Um. I watched the cartoon when I was a kid, and I loved it um and i've heard great things about this most recent series so we we' gotta get down to watching that at some point
0: yeah that that i there's not you know there 's only really one season to watch, so that's not something you're hugely behind on and I heartily recommend that it. it is so off the wall and twisted and awesome. <laughs> So, I'm sad that Evan's not here for this one. Uh this comes to us from deadline.com, uh Hitman series in the works at Hulu from John Wick creator Derek, Colestad. <laughs> um, it's really almost like
1: Evan is here.
0: It is almost like <laughs> Evan is.
1: <laughs> uh, so Evan doesn't
0: play a whole lot of video games, but he loves the Hitman series. So, I'm sad that he's not here to kind of, you know, get all excited about this. Um John Wick is cool. Uh, was that the one with the, the dog? I believe so, yes.
3: Uh, I want to see the dog movie.
0: Yeah, and I think the second <laughs> one was about a different dog. <laughs>
2: <gasps> really?
3: I think
0: that's true. I haven't seen it. And Do uh, the dogs uh, I, turn I really out okay? To.
2: What are you talking about? That has to
0: do with dogs? I think John Wick. No, I think the dogs get. I think like he's avenging his pet dog, and then I think in the second one he's avenging his replacement best pet dog.
3: Oh, I thought they got stolen or something, and then he just oh, like maybe, beat the yeah, shit out of everybody. Stolen. I don't know. Isn't I he... only saw the trailer on the commercial. I never saw the movie. Isn't John? Wick... I
0: like to think that they're taken about dogs. John, and...
2: John Wick. yeah, me <laughs> with you. It's with Keanu, right? Yeah. So Keanu is, like, avenging his dogs?
3: Yeah. Why the fuck have we not seen these movies yet? (laughs) (laughs) Pet
0: Avengers.
3: (laughs) Jeez, man. It
0: does. It gives new meaning to the term Pet Avengers.
3: (laughs) That was a comic book series, Uh, for those of you listening who might not know. Comic book jokes. All right. All right.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm down. Hulu is another place that seems to be a... more than capable of coming up with uh, their their own unique original content. So you got Amazon, Hulu, and Netflix as this like trio of really interesting con- content creators. And now, I guess Disney's going to throw their hat in the ring. Yeah. Yahoo Screen is gone.
3: Uh,
1: Yahoo
0: Screen? What? You, you t- <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> what? Oh, sorry, guys. It's a running joke on this podcast. Yahoo Screen was an original uh, content creation branch of yahoo that made like literally they had the rights to the whatever sixth season of community and they made one other show that was worth a damn that chris loved and he will never let it go
0: (laughs) show makes me so sad Uh, the show's called other space by the way and it featured (laughs) joel and trace from mystery science theater as characters on the show it was this insanely bizarre science fiction comedy and it was just wonderful very off the wall. I didn't anyway.
2: know Yahoo still existed. Sorry.
0: Yeah, I know Yahoo's still around. Uh, yeah, Yahoo Screen still like... sure isn't. They lost a ton of money on Yahoo Screen. Oops. Nothing folded. And then you have YouTube Red, which oh, yeah. I don't know anybody uh, yeah. who pays for, but they advertise it constantly. Yep. Like, I'm I'm watching YouTube for free right now. I'm not paying you. I don't care how many ads you throw at me. I'll deal. <laughs>
3: So speaking of which, you guys going to uh, let us use your Hulu login so we can watch this shit?
0: <laughs> oh, we we canceled Hulu a while.
3: Before. Oh damn it! Yeah, I have sorry. I have Crunchyroll and Funimation. We can trade. You guys <laughs> want
2: to watch anime?
0: Yeah. yeah
3: if you guys want to watch anime, <laughs> I got you.
0: I I go through nefarious means to get my anime. Ah. <laughs> All right, let's see. With well, this next one, I have... <laughs> I'm just picturing you doing, like, a deal in a
1: back alley to get <laughs> some anime DVDs. <laughs> oh, no, man. No, That's how just, I watch
0: Dragon Ball Super every week. I, I go just, out, he's find all an alley. He's hey, you, just, got the, you got the latest subtitle to Dragon Ball Super? <laughs> yeah, I got, got what you need.
3: <laughs> he's he's just typing into Google, Dragon Ball Super Episode 17, online, free. Yeah, And then it's going to be like hot single ladies available in your area. (laughs) My husband just died and all I want is for you to look at my pussy. And Dragon Ball Z. And Dragon Ball Z. (laughs) Do
0: do you like Dragon Ball Super and Russian women? (laughs) (laughs) This local single Russian woman is for you. (laughs) And then Karen just in the background like
2: Chris what kind of sights are you going on? Oh god. Think of the children. Stop it.
0: So let's see, this next one I have absolutely no opinion on, uh, but it is news that is newsworthy to people who know about it. Uh, This comes to us from TVLine.com, HBO's Deadwood revival movie, Eyes Fall 2018, production start. Has anyone here watched Deadwood?
2: No. No, I killed my wood.
3: (laughs) Nope. (laughs) I used to get it confused (laughs) with Torchwood, and I said to my friends that I wanted to watch Torchwood. And then they told me that the guy who played Spike in Buffy made out with John Barrowman. And I was like, I'm definitely watching that. And then it was. (laughs) And then you realize
0: John Barrowman's made out with everybody.
3: Yeah. Well, okay, there's that. But also (laughs) it was like some kind of Doctor Who stuff. And I'm like, ah, Mm -hmm. uh, this is nothing like what I expected. But I did enjoy the makeout scene. And the guy, uh, what's his name? James Mars. No. James Marsters. James Marsters, yeah. He said that he preferred making out with John Barrowman than Buffy, because Buffy was a bitch. Sorry, Michelle also, Geller, right.
0: tying it all back together, <laughs> <laughs> James Marsters, Marsters played Piccolo in the awful Dragon Ball movie. Oh, really?
3: Man. I never yeah. saw that, the but yeah, I didn't want oh, to. It's
0: It's painful to watch. It's brutal. And James Marsters was very sad about that movie because he's a big Dragon Ball fan. And so when they said, you can be Piccolo, he was like, (laughs) I'm in. And then... There's, there's and then it sucked. Of, then and it then it sad. sucked. And James Marschers was sad. I met James Marshalls once, and I told him, I said, "You know what? You were the only good thing about that Dragon Ball movie." And he was so happy to hear that. Oh, that he made he his really day. Really appreciated me. Uh, that's what he said. He said, "I made his day." He Aww. really appreciated hearing that because he he did. He tried on that movie. He made them like fix his makeup and stuff. Be like, no, this is what Piccolo looks like. Stop it. Dude. Oh man.
3: And uh, I think uh, Fiona and what's his face from. Uh uh shameless were in that movie right
0: yeah i don't i've never seen shameless but yes oh uh, man you got Goku to. and bulma were in or the the people who played goku and bulma are characters on shameless
3: okay oh. you gotta watch that show it's great Jeez.
0: yeah i love uh william h macy so it's oh, like that's yeah. that's on my list of things to see someday
3: okay just not while the children are present it is very <laughs> inappropriate oh, yeah, no no god no I pause it any my mom walks in the room. And she's like, what are you
2: doing? And I'm like, don't worry about it, mom. Trying to look at nudity without you here,
0: mom. God.
1: on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Deadwood. What's happening?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, none of us have seen it, but I know people who love <laughs> Deadwood love Deadwood. And they're super sad that it isn't around anymore. Oh. I think it didn't get a proper ending, and so the fact that it's having this movie um, revival thing is, uh, I don't know, very heartening for fans of Deadwood. So as a public service, it's happening. They're going to start making it next year, it looks like. Woo. Um, so hooray for you, fans of
0: Deadwood. There good, you go. Good work, <laughs> fans of Deadwood. Making <laughs> can happen. You guys did it. Cool beans. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> crack that champagne mission accomplished (laughs) all right so our last story uh is is just a delightful headline this comes from uh entertainmentweekly.com ed helms returns to comedy central next month to host fake news special and the show is called the fake news with ted nelms (laughs) now that i'm i'm game
2: i'm sold so down for this
1: the only thing that bums me out about this is that it's special and not just gonna be around
0: forever. Yeah. Me
3: yeah. too. Yeah, I would watch that every day. Honestly, even if it's at ten o'clock at night, which is late, I would watch. Just
0: set an alarm to wake up yeah, at, for that uh, for that half hour. I on. would do but, that.
2: I would
3: buy the
0: Where where I would watch. Uh, the Daily Show every day. I, Me I miss too. My
2: life. Yeah, I, I remember watching it a long time ago when, you know, Colbert, Helms, um, probably even Carell was still on there. Like, hmm.
0: oh man. Those I'm are the days. so old Those now. were the days. <laughs> and it's not that the show's bad now. Like, I think Trevor Noah does an excellent job, and and I like that every time I catch a visit and there's some <laughs> new correspondent on there, they're usually pretty funny. I just, you know, I don't have the, the time in my life for it anymore. Yeah, which, same. Which, which is profoundly sad i think he's
3: too
2: nice on people so i never Mm -hmm. really gave him a chance though not from what i've seen him actually say from clips like he seems like a nice guy No, he was
3: being really nice to that tory girl
0: yeah i know who you're talking about tommy lauren
3: tommy yeah whatever oh
0: uh, He, he could have he could have been way meaner to her and yeah. i'm sad that he i uh, know
3: he was way didn't too even nice need to her.
0: necessarily be mean just he i i would have liked to see him have a lot more teeth in that interview because wow. she's somebody who really deserves to be debated into silence yes
3: yeah uh, that's what i'm saying he was way too like, all right all too right lenient the
0: purpose her. of her show is that she has a complete one-sided argument talking into a camera by herself so that she wins the argument that she's having with nobody. <laughs> and I, I would love to see just, you know, people actually communicate with her and point out how foolish she is. But that's neither here nor there. Ed Helms is awesome, and yes. uh, I'm looking forward to this special.
1: Ross. Yes, I look forward to adding a clip, watching clips of that show to my viewing of clips from various nightly, late night shows that I. Because that's how I take in my late night now, is like, I catch the clips online the next day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's pretty much how I watch the John Oliver show as well. Just,
1: God. Just...
0: Thank you, YouTube. Still not paying for YouTube Red. <laughs> 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 not going to happen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we did it. Uh, we made it through the entire show. and uh, Woo! i i appreciate everyone bearing with me taking over hosting duties this week i uh i know i will never fill evan's shoes because he lives a long way away and my feet just don't reach that far but uh i love you evan and i do not envy your job anyway uh (laughs) You can get in touch with us at mail at com, as well as all flavors of social media that we can, we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook with both the Geekade page and the this week's episode page. Find us on Instagram at Geekade. Subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest video content and follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade or follow the show specifically at Twepcast. You can also find us individually on Twitter. I'm at Geekade Chris. That's Geekade K-R-I-S. Evan, who is not here, is at Geekade underscore Evan. Karen, you are at Shoot underscore the underscore moon. And uh, where can people find either of you on the Twitters?
1: Uh, well, we, we don't use Twitter
2: the whole lot. But I don't use Twitter. I mean, I use it a little bit. You guys can, you know, find us on geekade.com. You can also find us on Instagram. We're at uh, mutant underscore musings underscore podcast. Uh, yeah, where we upload images and funny, stupid shit all the time.
0: Yeah. Good times. All right. If you're interested in more information about anything we discussed here tonight, be sure to check out our show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes or Stitcher. Or if you're super nice, you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on com where we consistently fail to post something new every single day. (laughs) All right. Goals. (laughs) goals uh so i don't have anyone to throw it back to so i guess it's just gonna be me so i'll say uh jonathan patty thank you very much for for thank you tonight. very much a, yeah thanks I for having it was us a, it was a blast having you guys on the show uh karen thank you as always for you're
1: for welcome uh <coughs> programming here. note i believe next week we will be taking on stranger things season two when Ooh. evan has returned into the fold
0: that <laughs> is correct uh i'm we believe that evan has watched the entire show and he will uh be back next week and that's that's the goal that was my pick for last week and it stands true today (laughs) next week we will be talking about the entirety of season two of stranger things so uh that's gonna do it that's gonna wrap up our show thank you everybody for listening and please feel free to contact us we love to hear from people and hear that people are listening to the show if any of you truly do exist or if we're just shouting at the darkness (laughs) um either is fun I love shouting at the darkness. It has it coming. So uh, until next week, thanks everyone for listening, and good night. And this concludes our broadcast day.